Well, it's a math game on the computer. And, well, your goal is try to unlock the academy. I'm like one-third there. I have... So this is David. He's a new fifth grader at Noble Academy. And in a lot of ways, he's pretty typical of our students. He has ADHD. He comes from the public school system. He struggled in the public school system. And he's enjoying his time at Noble Academy. He likes the smaller classes. And what he really likes is this math game called Prodigy. And it's like this little ice thingy and that has spikes on its head. And it just sits there just like, and it's like, shoot stuff out of its hand. Pushing. He's shooting things out of his hand? And he just goes like, push. <laughs> and then just like, and then just like, for example, if he used ice cannon. Uh-huh. So clearly David likes video games. He also likes math. He likes bugs. So like I said, a pretty typical Noble Academy lower school student. But there is one aspect of David's story that is unique. And in order to understand that, we have to hear from this guy. We bought an ad this one right here, but uh -huh. they didn't notice it until after the yearbook was published. That, that's not a company. Uh -huh. So we're injecting a rabbit there with, you see in the background, like bleach and Pepto-Bismol and stuff, oh, and we man. named it Kilco Chemical Kilco Corporation. This is Jason Streck, and he's talking about his senior yearbook from 1993, which is the year that he graduated from Guilford Day School. Jason is David's father, and so for the first time we have a graduate of the school who has sent their child to Noble Academy and so we thought this would be an interesting opportunity to hear this story of what it's like to send a child to a school like Noble Academy from both perspectives the student and the parent so for our first episode of the difference from our second volume this is our story like father like son I went to Greensboro Day School through eighth grade uh, and sort of was a, uh, uh, ADD was really kind of something that was just coming up. Uh, I was diagnosed in second grade mm -hmm. uh, and started on Ritalin. Uh, and at that point, it was one of those things where almost nobody was on medication. Nobody was really being diagnosed with this. Uh, and it was really outside of the box thinking, I think, for a lot of people. Jason was very active, hyperactive, and that caused a lot of behavior issues, disciplinary problems, and teachers just weren't prepared to handle that. And so his parents ended up sending him to a boarding school in Virginia, and that didn't go so great. So he came back and went to Grimsley for a year, and that continued to not go so great. And so the question really became for his parents, what is next? Everyone in my family had gone to college, and it was sort of something that I always saw myself doing. And my mother sort of stepping in and saying, you know, let's start thinking about trade schools. You gotta figure something out, you know? Yeah. Was enough to push me over the edge to actually wanna try and, and go after it myself. And, and that was important, because uh, at least for me, I had to have that control. I had to be the decision maker. And I remember speaking to the counselor on the phone at work. I, you know, I started working at 16 because I wanted the freedom. I wanted the, you know, money in my pocket to do what I wanted to do. And um, I remember that I had to give them a decision about whether or not I was going to come. And so it was up to me to call them. My mother wasn't going to do it. It was up to me. So I, I called from work uh, at lunch uh, and spoke to the counselor and let her know that I, was, I wanted to come. 
So his junior year, he started Guilford Day School. Now remember, he had been at a private school here in Greensboro. He'd been at a boarding school. He'd been at a public school most recently. So I asked him, what was it like to come to Guilford Day School at the time? You know, coming into an environment with very, very few kids in the room, it's, it's, tough, to, it's tough to just skate by. It's tough to not do your work and get away with it because you're going to get called out for it. And in fact, they're going to just have you do it right then and there if you haven't uh, prepared. It, it was very different. It was what I needed, though. I mean, I needed that um, constant redirection, that constant uh, push to, uh, to, to not just do the minimum. Uh, so it was a bit of a culture shock that first year. Okay. Uh, the second year, you know, here uh, in the new building uh, was was also very different. But you know, that year I was a senior along with seven other, you know, six other kids, and um, I was kind of used to it. Socially, I felt a little bit divided from you know my friends outside of Guilford Day School, uh, but I also had hopped around schools enough to where I didn't have this you know, click that I ran with on a regular basis either. Right. Um, so I, I think uh, my senior year here uh, was Susan Hughes' first year here. Uh, and she was the senior teacher. I don't know what she's doing now, I guess. Yep, same, the same thing. Same. She's been the senior advisor ever since right. she started. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, she had a tough crowd, a tough group that year. You yeah. Know? So I think she was kind of, I, I remember she struggled some trying to just, um, wrap her head around uh, these different kids and their different issues and, and uh, um, I'm sure she's got some memories of each and every one of us too. Let me see the fight well it's not typical of Jason but let's see what he said the fighting in the Middle East has been going on for a long time and will continue for a long time to come. It, is it our fight? Should the U.S. have gotten involved or continue to be involved? The answer is clear. It is not our fight. That's very Jason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are too many problems within our society to be taking sides halfway across the world. Issues on health care, the homeless, and poverty within our own country. This is Susan Hughes reading from a 1993 letter to the editor of the Greensboro News and Record by Jason Streck. Uh, this was a class assignment, and the kids were told that any that got printed in the paper would get an automatic hundred. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Here's a Jason statement. It's fascist warmongers <laughs> like George Bush who have cost our country money and time, both of which could have been used on more important things. Let Iraq solve its own problems while we attempt to solve ours. <laughs> fascist warmongers. So here he is, junior year, new school, new building, new people, and he's got to make it work. He wants to go to college. And so Guilford Day School at the time was um, centered very much around students uh, being taught how to learn because we all ha have the ability to learn, uh, but we all have different ways of having to go about doing it. And so sort of retraining my brain on how to uh, memorize something or understand a concept and and for each of us in the classroom and my graduating class here was seven right. we all had different ways of having to go out doing that so watching other kids go through their process me going through mine it helped me understand which methods were going to work well for me and which weren't um, that exposure to different teaching styles that exposure to different learning styles um, essentially learning how to learn 
And it worked. He graduated. He went to Guilford College. He struggled some during his first semester, but he figured out how to learn in in college. He double majored in criminal justice and sociology and anthropology, and he started a career in private sector law enforcement. But he wasn't entirely happy with that as a career path, and so he was looking for a change. And my wife really pushed me to do what what I thought was going to make me the happiest. And that, that really was veterinary medicine, I think. And um, and I'm glad she pushed me to do that, but it was a real struggle. I went to A&T for uh, 12 months, did 55 credit hours of biology and physics and math, um, uh, all of my uh, requirements for veterinary school, and I, I, did, I did really well that year um, academically, uh, which is the only thing that got me into veterinary school, because right. I had to recover from this lower GPA in different Mm -hmm. in a different discipline yeah you know so I went to veterinary school and uh, once again the same process my first semester was a was a was a big curveball thrown at me it felt like and I had to once again learn what learning style was going to work for me but the tools to do that uh, really started here and so now Jason is the owner and director of the after hours veterinary emergency clinic and Guilford College Animal Hospital. And so now that Jason is settled, let's go back to David. I like that there's that in the classroom that there's not much people, so, so I can't get distracted very much. At my old school, there was like 28 people, 20-some people in my class, and it was crazy. Yeah, and, hard to be in there. Yeah. Hard to pay attention? Yes, it was really hard to pay attention. So now David, he's in fifth grade. Yeah, so David's my oldest. Uh, he actually, uh, we had David when I was in veterinary school. Um, and he's uh, 10 years old, uh, getting ready to turn 11. Um, and he's been in the public school system this whole time and, and done okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's got some of the same struggles I have, but he's got some unique struggles too. Uh, and... Um, staying on focus, staying on task has been a real challenge for him. He has, um, like me, some ability to hyper-focus. ADD and ADHD are very different for a lot of kids. So much so that as an ADD, ADHD adult, uh, who very much was in tune with my ADD at an early age, I didn't recognize it in David for a really long time. In fact, you know, early on we had to get him hearing screened because we thought he couldn't hear. If the TV was on, he didn't respond, he didn't move. You could say his name and you had to touch him to get him to look and say, oh, you know, to break that hyper focus. And, and, and we did that for hearing, we did it for all kinds of things and it just sort of finally clicked, oh, this kid must just be ADD. You know, of course, getting him evaluated was an important part of that process, too. But, you know, I didn't even recognize it in my own son for, for a while. That's interesting. thought it was something else. Yeah. You know. Jason and his wife want public school to work, and so they keep at it. But as David gets older, it becomes more and more clear that they may have to try something different. We were continuing to get reports that he can't stay on task. You know, everybody starts this 
independent thing that they're working on for however long that day and you know she'll come by and 20 minutes later he hasn't even started he's staring off into space thinking about you know scorpions or snakes or something that interests him mm-hmm. you know uh, and um, I think that's when my wife and I kind of knew that we had to get into an environment like this where we've got a small classroom setting teachers that are understanding of his specific and particular types of needs and then also get him in an environment where there are other kids that he can relate to better that are maybe going through some of the same struggles or went through the same struggles elsewhere um, and it just kept circling us back around over here and you know having graduated from Guilford Day School now Noble Academy I think um, it, it was easier for, for both of us to, to choose here uh, we looked at several schools, and just none of them, none of them quite seemed to offer what we thought he needed. And the familiarity of having been here, and actually, my wife's brother graduated from here too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and and so we both had some familiarity with this this school, uh, and it's changed some over time, in a lot of ways for the better. You know, they've got programs here now, drama, and you know. Athletics, I mean, none of that existed when I came through here. Yeah. He's got the opportunities of a regular, you know, larger school in that way, um, but he still gets that focused, small classroom environment that I think he needs so much. So you've been on this equation on both sides now. You've yeah. been the student and now you've been the parent. I have a lot of empathy for my mother now. I, w- I was wondering, yeah, I thinking do. back on it, just, Absolutely. you know, how does, that, how does that revise what you remember from... I, you know, the difference, I think, for me is that as a kid, I, I really um, had a lot of behavior issues. I, I was resentful. I you know, was angry a lot. Um, for David, he's a pleaser. He wants to please. He wants to do his best. He wants to do what you want him to do. And his struggle is that he can't, and he gets upset with himself about not being able to accomplish that. As a child, for me, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do those things, and so I think my mother probably had a harder time with me in that way, and I've got a harder time with David because I just feel bad for him. He's not angry. He's not mad. You know, um, he's just struggling. And so, uh, you know, the amount of work that my parents had to go through to get me through homework, uh, I. I I feel their pain now. So you knew your dad came to the school. Yes. What do you, what do you think about that? Do you think it's it makes perfect sense? Does it seem kind of funny that he went yes, to the school? It seems kind of funny. I knew it was probably a little different because it's been a while. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool to, though because. I get to find out like which classroom he was in and yeah and that stuff. Yeah, did he take you for a little walk and, and say this this was where I went, you know, had English class or anything yet? No, not really. I want him to. No, no, no. So. so we may visit next week when it's off and see if we can and he, he can like show me where he was and stuff like that. You know that you're the first, right? The first child of a Guilford Day School slash Noble Academy graduate. Really? Yeah. 
the very first. We've never had a graduate's son or daughter here before. I don't believe that. It's true. It's pretty cool, huh? Yes. A little bit of history. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Difference. Thank you to Jason and David Streck for talking with me. Thank you to Susan Hughes for holding on to 20-plus-year-old clippings from the newspaper. Uh, this is our first episode of uh, a whole new year of The Difference, and we hope to have many more stories from Noble Academy to come. So uh, keep up with us on our website, noblenights.org. Or follow us through iTunes or SoundCloud. You can subscribe through either of those as well as Stitcher. Thank you for listening.